Thanks for joining us for a very special holiday episode of Couples Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. The first and third Wednesday of each month, we drop episodes with advice, tips, and real-world experience for partnering in business and life. I'm Jody, a business owner and communication strategist, and when I was real little, my playpen was placed too close to the Christmas tree. I knocked it over onto my four-foot-nine great-grandmother, who was trapped under it for two hours until my parents came home. Merry Christmas! <laughs> I'm Glenn, Jody's partner in life and business. I can't think I've ever heard that story. Yeah, I, yeah. My parents said she just said, "Look what, look what your little stinker did, holding up a tree on top of her for two hours." Why? Bless her heart, Nana. We love you. Okay, why two hours? Because my parents had gone shopping, and then she was she volunteered to watch me. And apparently, we got too. She got she got too close to the tree. My playpen was too close to the tree, and then I pushed it over. And then I think I was asleep when they came home. Ooh. So there I was, you know. Yeah. Unplug the unplug the Christmas machine. Yes. Anyway, on today's show, we're going to rank business trends. Which one gets a candy cane and which one gets coal? And then we're going to set some resolutions. Then at the end of the episode, we're going to test our holiday knowledge with our popular and enjoyable quiz segment. So without further ado, let's get started with Episode 6 of Couples, Inc. Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas, Glenn. And the same to you, also to you. And also to you. Um, We wanted to take some business trends. These are some, some things that have happened over the past year, likely to extend into next year, and rank them. And we thought, keeping with the holiday spin, we give them a candy cane, or we give them a piece of coal. Which one's better? I mean, coal's pretty expensive. Well, and also, well, and you can use it. You know, it's actually more usable. It is. You can use it to heat things and all that stuff. But in this in this context, it is bad. Okay. Okay. So here's our first trend. Let me tell you a little bit about it. Okay, e-commerce growth. A report by IBM shows the shift away from physical stores to digital shopping has sped up. By roughly five years. Basically what they're saying in part due to the pandemic, it has sped up what was normally an evolution to go to e-commerce. Right. I am going to say coal. And here's why. I really enjoy the store experience, going in and shopping, and I like to support local businesses. Now that being said, a local business can fine-tune their e-commerce presence, be ready for it, and sell. You know, there are a lot of small businesses that I know that have both an online store and their regular store, and they're doing fine. Yeah, I tend to, you know, I don't think I can stop this from continuing this trend, but I'm going to give it coal. Well, you're doing your dead-level best to stop it, I know, by shopping frequently. Yes. But I know it's something that you enjoy, and mm-hmm. so I let you do it. Thank you. <laughs> so welcome. There is no let in this. But yeah, just pay it forward. Yeah. Um, but what do you think? What's your What's your vibe? I'm going to give that a split. Okay. A, 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 a coal a flavored candy cane. cane. <laughs> yes. Oh. Or that's a million dollar idea. A, a piece of coal that looks like a candy cane. Hmm. But anyway, uh, so you're going to split it halfway. Okay. So yeah, to go against it really is to move against the tide of the future. Mm-hmm. People find that there's a certain worthwhile trade-off, I guess, in the trend towards shopping online. 
And whether it's the idea that you don't have to deal with parking or crowds or, you know, any of that sort of thing, you're not uh, going to be disappointed necessarily by what you get, although you, that does happen. I think that unless you are completely um, addicted or completely you have to have that tactile experience, then this is probably a good thing. And there are, again, our clients and other small businesses do provide e-commerce. A lot of them will, again, work to make sure they have a great website that is mobile friendly. Oh, absolutely. They might encourage, they might be able to ship it to your home or they might say you can come by and pick it up, which again, encourages someone to come to their store. Um, But from a personal standpoint, I can't stop it. For you, it's a split because you see the benefit of it and you know it's inevitable. It's candy coal. It's candy coal. This is a second one is sort of an, a variation of this is that's curbside pickup and delivery. And I think that also was ramped up. It was around for a while, but people weren't sure about it until during the pandemic. I am also going to give this a call. Uh, I think it's great for stores. I, again, want to go into the store to pick up stuff because the replacement items aren't always the best. But again, I'm I'm very happy small businesses have been doing delivery and curbside pickup. One of my favorite local bookstores would be delivering books to my front porch. Love that. So maybe I'm a split. Maybe it's the split, the the candy coal. So I'm going to do a candy coal. You're, you're splitting that one. I'm going to go ahead and split that. Now that I think about it, yes, I love the experience, but the delivery was nice. What about you? I'm giving it the candy cane. Ah. Yeah. I really like that. It seems to be... To me, the best of both worlds, I get to get out and and drive around a little bit and endanger other people. And you drive up and it's the stuff is already ready. They have it out to you. Most of the time, what I've experienced so far with curbside delivery is they don't do a substitution unless they check with you first. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done a whole lot of that sort of thing. It's not always that way. And it's because things are squirrely right now with the supply chain and and whatnot. Right. But I really, that would be, to me, the optimal thing. I don't really care for shopping that much. Yeah, I get that. I definitely know that vibe for you. Yeah, unless it's purpose-driven. And I let you not do shopping, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) to go back to what you said. No, and for our clients and for other small businesses, Mm -hmm. they probably need to be prepared for this uh, inevitability. Yes, it got ramped up. It may have felt like it was a temporary thing, but people like the convenience, and it's one more added service that you can provide for your business. So for me, it's a split. For you, it's a candy cane. Mm -hmm. All right, the next trend, remote work. According to a survey by Intermedia, 57% of small to medium-sized businesses um, had to, uh, they said they will continue to offer remote work options in the long term. So they did this because of the pandemic, but they are saying they will continue in the long term to give that as an option. Perhaps if you're hired, you can choose a hybrid. Some days you come into the work, the office, sometimes you work from home or some variation. For us, it's kind of a moot point because our business is at home. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to give this a candy cane. I think it's great because it gives you a chance to, if you say are a small business owner and you want to hire someone who has a specialty and you may need to work around their schedule, but they're offering you so much 
then, you know, you know, hire that person who has to have a flexible schedule because they have children at home or take care of aging parents or they live in another state. So mm-hmm. I think it's a candy cane all the way from both standpoints, the employer and the employee. Yeah. And owing to the fact, too, that not a lot of employers now, especially if they're smaller businesses, mm-hmm. can offer the type of competitive benefits packages that we've yeah. seen traditionally. That may be a perk that they can offer that would help attract uh, more talent mm-hmm. and attract people where the position might be inferior in theory to another opening that the candidate's considering. Yeah, and this really works for certain businesses. Mm-hmm. If you're a retail establishment, unless it's someone who is managing your social media or your accounting or other things that could be remote or a restaurant, you're going to have to have people on site. Sure. But for those that have that um type of business it is really i think the way of the wave of the future kind of thing the way of the future the way of the future um okay the next one is the casualification of workwear what did you say casual family podcast <laughs> i know this say um so basically people are dressing more casually um, now, there are some industries that still have very strict dress codes, and I always worked in a creative or media industry, so the dress codes were very, like, they were casual to begin with. Kind of loose. Yes. And so, I think, for me, I just always loved the idea of being comfortable and dressing for your task, not necessarily your title. So if I was going to be writing all day long, or if I was going to be working at something and no one really was going to see me, being in jeans and a t-shirt or a sweater, love that. If I had to do a client meeting, then sure, I'll dress up. Um, I still like jeans, but maybe it's jeans and a jacket. But I I kind of like this trend. Now, clothing stores have had to adapt because people are much more likely to look for things that are athleisure than they might for the business suit in the mm-hmm. past. But um, I'm going to give that candy cane all the way. Yeah, me too. I'm with you on that. And it's going to be interesting to see in the next five to 10 years how that evolves or whether it just falls by the wayside altogether and people go back to either business casual mm-hmm. or just complete business. Because you know as well as I do that fashion ebbs and flows. Right. And that's as much a part of this, really as any other dress code or consideration, whether you're working from home or the office or anything else. Right. Yeah. I don't think people should be like wearing pajamas and yoga pants all the time. I think it's nice to, but I don't necessarily think you have to go all out with a suit all the time or something like that. So I kind of like the fact that things are relaxing a little bit more. Mm -hmm. All right. The next trend, which may or may not continue is virtual events rather than uh, a conference that everyone goes to. It's online. Rather than a launch of something at a store, it's online. We did a lot of that during the pandemic. I think yeah. in the future, because partly because people um, realize the cost, like you could still get the benefit without having to pay for travel or the convenience, I think it may continue in the future, virtual events or some kind of hybrid. I am going to give that coal. I like events in person because you get to focus entirely on what's going on. When they're virtual, it's very hard to keep from being distracted by something else. Like I've I've done many a workshop and yeah, I've seen an email. If I were at the actual workshop, I would wait until the break. But there I'm like, well, I'll just reduce the screen and I'll go and do it. So I, I am not a big virtual event 
person. Now, that being said, I know that some businesses will need to do that and continue to do that in the future or various versions of it because, mm-hmm. again, of costs. But I'm going to give that Cole. What are yeah. your thoughts? I'm with you on that one totally. It's insidious the way that that virtual reality is trying to force itself onto especially that, the experience thing. It isn't ready yet. And I don't know that it will be. Well, I'm not talking about virtual reality. I'm talking about just virtual events. Well, that comes into the same thing. When oh, you're you're, you're thinking you're saying, that it's going to start evolving into like an like virtual reality experience, like in video games conference instead of oh yeah oh I could actually be kind of cool, but but well, at the same time, no, it wouldn't be. It'll be a novelty, and when it first comes about and is really ready for prime time, yeah, people are going to flock to it. Mm. But I think there's a burnout factor that's going to happen with that. The the lack of human interaction mm-hmm. that keeps us sort of, I guess, together mentally and is part of the, the psychological makeup of who we are falls by the wayside there. And you're talking to a robot, essentially. Yeah. There are some times where I think it's it's good. It's you know, bad. I remember seeing some, some memes during the pandemic that people were missing conferences. They craved bad donuts and cold coffee. And just, you know, so bad so they could get a chance to just hang out with other people at a conference, even if the topic was boring. People who are equally miserable. Yes, but you want that engagement. I went to a um, women's uh, symposium here um, shortly when things, you know, started started to clear up. And it was just, we were all so happy that we were out and about with Mm. people that it was just, it was amazing. And, sure. and that, again, that alone was just energizing. So it's, it's energizing to be around people. So I hope virtual events kind of go away a little bit. And uh, so I'm giving virtual events a coal, in-person events coming in the future in a safe way, total candy cane, all the way. Okay. Candy cane inside a cup of hot cocoa. That's what I'm talking about. Inside or, a lump of coal? No, no coal involved. Okay. Okay, and the last one. This is something that, um, according to MasterCard, 49% of consumers shopped local to help their communities bounce back during the pandemic. I love that trend, and I totally hope it continues and even more people. I've been a huge shop local person, mm-hmm. um, so I'm candy cane all the way. This is candy cane in hot cocoa, stirring it with some whipped cream, totally all the way, jingle bells. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm exactly the same way. And it's funny how that cycle has kind of come full circle or that circle has come full cycle. <laughs> the, the the best buys and the Home Depots and everything like that who neither one of which are a sponsor Not of this sponsor. podcast, but they could be. They came in as category killers in the last 20 30 years. They kind of hollowed out all the different uh, small stores, the locally owned mom and pop establishments. And now they're being cannibalized by online, and a lashback goes back to the mom and pops, the, yeah. the small retailers. The so small I don't business. think they, I don't think they will want to be a sponsor after all that. But they're not a sponsor. If they're not afraid, they will. I hope this doesn't end where people realize the importance of these small businesses in the community, yeah. and what they did, how they how they pivoted, bent over backwards, did what they could during this time. I hope it does continue and. For all the mom and pop shop owners who are listening, I hope that you guys take advantage of the mindset and remind people your role in the local community. And um, I think that's that's worthy of a candy cane as well. Show them a picture of the desert 
Mm -hmm. any desert of your choice, it doesn't matter where it is, and say, this is what this town looks like without me. There you go. That idea, candy cane. Golden. Now it's time for our next segment on the Couples Inc. podcast, Resolutions. And Jody, I know that you and I had talked several times over the last week or so about what to do for this. I'm going to say that one of the big ones Mm -hmm. for a working couple is to schedule the time off that is date night. Date night. Yeah. Love date nights. There's something magical about those two words, date night. It just opens up all kinds of possibilities in your mind. Most of them are good. Yes. It's weird that um, you would think something that is so, that's about romance and engagement and connecting would come naturally, but we are all very busy. And so the word schedule is a huge part of this and shouldn't be looked at as a negative, like you have to schedule time to be with a, no. It's something that if you're busy, you can let it get away from you. But if you have something to look forward to and you're like, you're every week, we do every week. Yeah. Friday night is date night. You got to do it weekly, I think. And uh, a couple of the things, I was on bridal.com. And if you ever mention this outside this room, I will have my man card burned. But, you know, I Google it and bridal.com comes up. So you could be a sponsor, bridal.com. And they were talking about some things, some stuff that as a guy, I just don't naturally gravitate toward because, you know, I'm a guy. I think football, food, sleep, uh, football, beer, football. I think about football a lot, lot of, don't lot I? Of football. That's too much. Yeah. One of the things that they suggest is to the, the two of you together, as an activity for date night, take an arts class. Mm. And I know that you, Jody Spears, yes. have been to a couple of things like that. Mm-hmm. You and some pals went, uh, particularly to uh, painting. Yes, we there's, there's there are a variety of different um, there's painting and wine organizations or like um, stores that you can go to. There are other things that are like there are wood like board um, and brush kind of things. Um, th- there's you know cake decorating. That it's funny you mentioned that because my resolution that I had here was try something new together. So that kind of feeds I off. I think that would be so awesome. Yeah. So. Basically, your resolution, your couples, Inc., work better together, resolution, schedule date night, and as part of that, do something new. Um, I've taken pottery classes in the past, um, again, painting. Wait, with a pottery class, I got one question. Was the wheel electric or foot-driven? This was electric. Did you take yours? Was yours foot driven? This is before we met. We took pottery classes. We should take pottery class together. I did the old school, everything. Everything. I I was out in a cave somewhere. That is something that I think would be so much fun. And another one that they suggested on bridal.com is to learn a different language together. (gasps) Get out of my town. I was going to say, and that one of them could be learning a language together. But yeah. That would be great. We've talked about needing to, well, you know a little bit of German. We've talked about maybe visiting Germany and yeah. needing to learn the language because I, I know nothing. Jawohl. Of it. Right. You asked me if I know how to. Yes. What is it that you could know how, you know how to say? I can ask you for a pen or a pencil. Uh, That's perfect for like a tourist. I, I mean, can ask what time it is. But I can't ask you where the bathroom is. So a trip to Germany with me would be useless. Yeah. I mean, we'd have our, like, a su- huge supply of pens and pencils. Yeah. And we would 
totally know what time it was. We rock that timekeeping we would, thing. Yes, but yeah, that's so. Yeah, I would say that. Or I can ask you if you're sick too. Oh, that's good. Or crazy. Sick or sick or crazy? Is it the same word? It is to me. <laughs> So, yeah, schedule date night, try something new, learn a new language. I think these are, again, as business owners, you got to break away. And as business owners who are a couple, break away and do something that's going to just be a whole different kind of thing, stimulate a different part of your brain and just be creative. And um, then you come back refreshed. Free your mind. All right. What's your next one? The morning routine. Yes. Time to check in and connect daily. It doesn't have to be in the morning, but I think it's important to check in. That's probably the best time before the day really grabs hold of you and just, you know, by the end of the day for, I think, both of us, Mm -hmm. and this is probably the way a lot of people are, it's going to be really hard for you to step away and and connect with any kind of the, the, I guess, relaxation and Mm -hmm. the relief that that brings. Yeah. For some businesses, it may be like, what? I don't have time to get together in the morning. Well, maybe it's when you're over coffee, you know, after you've gotten the kids out, maybe you just take a few minutes over coffee. And again, any other business owner would probably have a meeting or an update or a check-in just in general, just because you've spent the whole evening and the weekend with your spouse doesn't mean you guys shouldn't try to get together in the work environment just to get caught up on what's going on in this thing that is so important to you, your business. Yeah. It just, it makes, it's good business management and I think it's good couple communication. Yeah, I do too. One of my resolutions, recognize your partner for his or her good work. Again, sometimes couples might take for granted each other and that's not good. Like any other business, you would recognize if your business partner did something or an employee did something or your, you, you know. Mean, you mean something good. Yes. Well, I mean, you could recognize that they did something bad as well. But just basically try to, you know, give those kudos and celebrate the wins. And, you know, just like you would any other business partner, um, it's hard, you know, to get out of the take for granted mode sometimes. Yeah. The but, Don Draper, that's what the money's for thing. Yeah. But I think yeah. I think uh, your partner really wants to hear those good accolades. And you could be their number one cheerleader and say they can be yours. Number one. And then I had one more. And this is something we've talked about before. But I think a resolution, if you haven't already, is to find your mentor matches. We have a couple we like to you know have dinner with and talk to. And they've been on the podcast, uh, Scott and Jane. Um it's nice to have somebody who is in the same situation as you. They own a business. We own a business. We can talk about some things. Yeah, it's critical. Yeah. Find that. Make it a resolution if you haven't already to find that other couple or to find that group. Somebody who you can get together and maybe it's just you never would talk business, but you guys can all be a source of rejuvenation and refuel each other and just and make it feel make you feel like you're less alone in this, the business world yeah and bounce ideas off of or you know if you've got a situation you need an outside opinion on that's always nice to have yeah sometimes from too, someone who's in a similar position as you are yeah sometimes you're too close to it so all right so our resolution schedule date night check try something new check learn a new language check develop a morning routine check Recognize your partner for his or her good work. Check. And find your mentor matches. Double check. Happy New Year.
It's time for Holiday Trivia with your hosts, Jody and Glenn. All right, so once again, way to go on the um, intro, Glenn, on well, the editing skills it, that you have. I, I pull from all the resources I have. All the I resources. So, ultra so, efficient. So we're going to do a quiz. We love quizzes. Yeah, we do. Um, and this time it's holiday based. So Glenn has picked uh, some Christmas questions, Christmas trivia to ask me, and I pick some New Year's to ask him, and we'll see how well we know these holidays on this very special holiday episode. Very special. Very special. All right, go ahead with your Christmas trivia. This is a Christmas pop quiz. Pop quiz. All right, Jody. All right. Okay, number one. Mm -hmm. Which of these is not a name for bad Santa? Is it A- Zwarte Piet, B. Pelsnickel, C. De Kartoffel, or D. Krampus. I know Krampus is because of that movie. Mm-hmm. You watched that movie? No, I just know of it. Oh, okay. I, there's no way I'm going to watch that movie. I figured not, but no, I don't do scary. Thought I'd ask. And I definitely don't do Scary Christmas. Um, I'm going to go with B. Pelsnickel. Yes. I'm sorry. It's, oh. Nickel is actually a European bad Santa. Oh. And he's kind of conflicted because he's he's like one of the DC or Marvel characters. He's He's got a dark side, but he's also got a good side. So which one is not? And don't tell me they're all. Because, no, no. no. Okay. Uh, all the others are legit except for C, the Kartoffeln, which is German for the potatoes. <laughs> so you do know more German. Then, so you could ask for pencils and potatoes. And potatoes and anything else that starts with P. I'm good. I'm good that way. <laughs> we are doomed <laughs> on that trip. Whenever we plan it, okay. When we go, we will tear it up. Yeah, potatoes and pencils. Okay. Question number two: Who introduced Christmas trees to America? Is it A. Columbus, <laughs> B. German settlers, C. The Puritans, or D. The Mafia? Now, I, I, Wait, I'm, did you make this up, or did the, you, did the quiz have this online? No, this is on online. It's on the internet. It's got to be true. So they gave you this the options of. Oh no! Oh, I've you constructed gave the, this. This is my your options because yes. I was like, that is very random. I'm gonna say German settlers. You are correct. Mainly it was the because Germans. the rest were ridiculous. Yeah, well, the Puritans were really ridiculous. Get this: in Massachusetts colony, it was actually illegal. To celebrate Christmas in any way other than going to church on oh. that day. You couldn't give presents. You couldn't have a big feast of a meal. You couldn't have a Christmas tree. I bet you couldn't have Christmas music either that, uh, you know, piped in for Muzak or anything. Right, but probably not. That's why they didn't do it. That's yeah. why the Puritans didn't have Muzak. Um, and then the, the mob... Not a sponsor. The mafia. And the mafia. Not yeah. a sponsor. I don't call them the mob. I'm that's, sorry. The that's mafia. Rude. I just don't really see the. And then Christopher Columbus. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he actually step into America? So there you go. Okay. Question number three. This is the last one. Okay. So you're one and one. Yeah. You still oh, yeah. got a shot at, okay. at finishing above 500. Woo! In the Catalan region of Spain, El Cagane is a Christmas character who does what? Is it a fills stockings with treats. B. Vandalizes bad children's homes. C. Poops to symbolize prosperity. Or D. Causes heavy snow. 
Do I need to repeat that for you? No, no. Well, actually, yes, you do. You need to repeat all with, of those. All the, all the answers? Okay. All the answers. A, fills stockings with treats. B, vandalizes bad children's homes. C, poops to symbolize... <laughs> <laughs> you knew I couldn't get through that. C, poops to symbolize prosperity, or D, causes heavy snow. I'm going to go with A. Fills stockings with treats? Yes. Oh. I'm so sorry, Jody. Tell me it's not the snow. No, it's not the snow either. It's not the poop. <gasps> I'm afraid it is. Are you serious? I am very serious. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't read why poop symbolizes prosperity but they do have pictures <laughs> when you google this uh we'll put this in the show notes how you spell it and uh you will see various figurines of a guy who's just finished huh. he has a very satisfied look on his face and the thing that's the the normal thing to to me to this is that it appears in several nativity scenes there that's the normal thing to you sure Oh, okay. It's about the same size, you know. You got the three wise men and then... Then... El Cogne. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, I, I, Christmas is, is scarred. You've scarred Christmas, or you've scarred me for life for Christmas. Okay, I've got the New Year's trivia. All right. They're not nearly as weird, but... Dropping the ball in Times Square is a classic tradition that began in what year? A. 1907 B. 1917 C. 1927 Oh, I only get three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think it's A. You are correct. 1907. But it's weird because when I looked it up, it's a 1908. But I'm like, well, technically... I guess it's either 1907 or 1908, but I went with 1907. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it gets there at midnight. Yeah. Here's your bonus question. What years did it not drop? Should be pretty obvious for you, a history buff. All the years? What? What? It's been consistent ever since, but yeah. what? there were a couple of years that it did not. What were those years? Um, World War. Between 1942 and 1944. Two, yeah. World War so, II. So I knew you'd like that as a history buff. Okay. Yeah. Question two, what do the words Old Lang Syne mean? That song everybody sings at New Year's. I don't get a multiple choice? No, I... I oh, man. It, yeah, I sorry. All right. All right, I'll remember this next but time. But the I next one is multiple choice. Question. Next um, one is multiple choice. But this is, I figure, just you, you know. Old Lang Syne. Although I always say it Old Ang, but it's Lang. I think it means my pockets are now empty. No. I'll give you one more guess. Another new year? Oi. No, for old time's sake. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was this, just funning. I know. I this is funny. You picked something about Spain. Number three. Did in, you? In Spain. Oh, man. As the clock that strikes so... midnight. We should go to Spain. Yeah, maybe so. You're going to have to learn how to get a pen and I know pencil one in phrase. Spanish. <laughs> the guy who poops. You know that, <laughs> that phrase. I'll you know, just ask about that. Ask Everywhere about we him. go, we'll, okay. it'll be fine. Okay, in Spain, as the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve, people uh -huh. blank at each of the 12 chimes. A, make a wish. B, eat a grape. C, blow out a candle. D, take a sip of wine. 
I'm going to go with D, take a sip of wine. No, the answer is B, eat a grape. What? I don't know, get it either, but apparently each the 12 chimes. I, I didn't look up what it means, but I'm sure it's some kind of symbolic thing. Hmm. So, eat a grape is the answer. So, you got... Oh, you only got one of the three. I got one of the three, so we tied. The day which will live in infamy. So, anyway, but that was fun. We encourage people to learn about other cultures and learn how to say... Oh, how do you say... Um, where's, do you have a pencil? Or uh, pen? Oh, uh, haben Sie eine Bleistifte? That concludes our quiz. Great game. And this is the last episode of 2021. We will see you in 2022. So yes. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah. Have a good one. Or, you know, at least a dysfunctional one. Those are where the best stories come from. Thanks for listening to Couples Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. We drop new episodes the first and third Wednesday of each month, but to make sure you don't miss a show, follow us wherever fine podcasts are published. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to support the podcast, share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating or review. And please visit our website, couplesincpodcast.com. That's couplesincpodcast.com to learn more about us, review show notes, or leave us a message. Until next time.